0: Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm David Paul, and we have an exciting show to get to. It's amazing how there's never an end to what might be a real blockbuster, and in any other time I've lived in, at least, is now almost common every day. But we're going to get to some of these changes. Thanks for joining me. I want to start this show by again, stressing how important it is that we get along and respect each other. Um, I heard a lot of great commentary today, and I'll try and summarize some of it. But someone said that the other side will always criticize the other. That That's kind of what they do, and I'll have a little more on that later. But one thing you can expect is that there will be another side. Today, I was a little bit surprised. I uh, was reading a letter to the editor. So there was a person today who wrote a letter about our mayor, R.X. Paris. And some of you remember, I've run against him for mayor several times and up to 27% of the vote. And that's important. It's 10% of the people that actually vote. So that in itself is an accomplishment and i take my role in the city seriously i i wish everyone would have the same interest you know you have to pay attention so i did get up and speak in support of the city for extending the licenses they give for medical marijuana growers and i do that in part because it's right and because you have to support these people who are kind of brave ahead of the opposition they face, their religious opposition that just is against marijuana in any capacity. And so I had to explain that what they're approving are the uh, extraction of these uh, medical growers of the CBCs, which are non-psychoactive, which means they don't get you high. So if you object to it, you know, you're not looking at the science of this medicine that's going to help in the future, help get people off of the opioids, and it's a great pain reliever and an inflammation solver, and I wish I'd had that early in my diagnosis. Uh, I still have a lot of body parts that I'm missing because they had to be replaced with artificial ones. That's always a difficult one, but... That's where we're at. So here we get into the fun part, and it's a an ethical dilemma, if you will. So here I am, and the letter ends that the mayor should be the victim of a recall uh, campaign to get him out of office because he supports getting the tax money from an industry that's going to help a lot of people. So it's, it's kind of crazy, but if people want to be against him that helps me in my political aspirations not that i actually have any left but you know if you want to be the mayor you have to defeat the guy that's currently the mayor or wait for him to step down and uh if i waited for that i'd be over so what do you do do you just let that go do you just say okay um, go ahead and think that because that'll help me if I'm the only other guy in the ballot with him. But, you know, it's 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 funny because you got to stand up for the truth no matter where it is. And this is something that's important to put out your marker on. Uh, that's what I say. I've always said it. And if you don't like his uh, lean towards it, you probably wouldn't like mine. So I stress, it's it's very important that in all of our disagreements as Americans, trying to preserve our democracy and make the country better, to move in the right direction, if you will, we have to be considerate of each other, and there are always going to be people who will disagree. The best we can do is put forward the facts as we know them, and make as persuasive an argument as we can. So, with that, let's jump into the day's events. Okay, I know I said day's events, but it's really been a week's worth. And we get down here to the end of the week, and it all kind of runs together, so forgive me. But most notable this week, we had the conviction finally come down on Paul Manafort and the plea deal of Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's longtime fixer. Uh, you've heard some of the tapes of him threatening people. You know, These are... Um, journalists who are going to print an unfavorable story, and I'm sorry for chuckling, it is kind of funny, his bullying, we're going to get to that too, bullying as a topic, and why it's so hard to stop with Melania leading the campaign, you'd think that her husband would knock it off a little bit, instead of, well, let's not even... Some of these things, the story of the South African land grab, are fiction in the largest sense. And to put that out there, well, it just seems like a distraction. But of course, it is not a distraction without consequences. And that's why it's really not funny. South Africa has been in a rough fight for And maybe I can talk more about this justice, social justice. Apartheid was uh, a reprehensible policy condoned by the government to deny the rights to certain people. So who can defend that? Well, certainly it's fallen by the wayside. But to exacerbate that and to... And you have to remember, I think the thing that offends me most is this isn't just Donald Trump as some loudmouth jerk. He represents the President of the United States, and his words have consequences. So it really depends on how you're looking at it, but good and bad came out. Um, Paul Manafort was convicted on eight of 18 counts of uh, money laundering, bank fraud, things like that. And uh, the counts he wasn't convicted on were ones that involved this guy, Rick Gates, who was his crony and protege and partner in these crimes. So this guy, Paul Manafort, is in a world of hurt after his lavish lifestyle because he has to go back to court in a district that will be less favorable. And this is what came out. Uh, They had on Vox a woman that was on the jury And she talked about another woman who was the sole holdout. And basically, they all kind of agreed that, well, just throw out what Rick Gates says, because he's a liar, admitted liar and cheat, and uh, go with the paper evidence, which there was a lot of. And on that alone, they convicted him. And of course, he faces a trial with much more paperwork coming and, uh, His only hope at this time is a pardon. And so then there's the case of Michael Cohen, who went into federal court and just pleaded guilty. There's no trial. He just pleaded guilty to crimes and indicted Donald Trump for paying these hush payments and all these to these women. And uh, so poor Michael Cohen, you know, it's funny about bullying which will be one of our topics. But the bullying he did of the reporter on the phone, he sounds so tough. And of course, he's facing real jail time, and they could send him to a Rikers Island or some really rough prison that isn't a country club. So we'll find out pretty quick how tough he really is. So his information will be used by Robert Mueller and Paul Manafort is certainly not out of the woods and has a chance to plead and uh, cooperate, but at least Colin stood up and said that he committed crimes with uh, Person 1 or whatever they call him in the indictment. So Donald Trump is now kind of like Richard Nixon, an unindicted co-conspirator. A um, lot of the guessing on that is because they're still trying to figure out if you can indict a sitting president but justice is on the march and again just go for the middle of the road because some of these stories are just so outright silly now if you keep in mind also and you could say well okay uh, allies of Trump are being picked on But two of his Republican supporters, the first and second guys, this one guy, second guy, Duncan Hunter, he's from California here, and he just spent the money like his own personal account. And certainly in Congresses of the past, that wasn't even a crime, but it is now. And wow, to be so... Indebted and used, you know, uh, how can you do that? How can you just present yourself as this pillar of civility and stability and a congressman and all this stuff and yet really be broke and have no money other than what you steal from your district? And then there's the Attorney General of the United States, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. And I love how he is portrayed in Saturday Night Live. Uh, that's incredible stuff. But anyway, so here we have um, Sessions, who went to the White House today for some conference on prison realignment or sentencing. You know, talk. I mean, they want to up sentences on crimes, not not lower them, and certainly um, none or victimless crimes or. You know, people convicted of possession because they have a drug problem or habit. It's not worthy of extending their sentences. Let's get them some help. But anyway, uh, Trump was in an interview on Fox and he really laid into Jeff Sessions and basically, uh, you know, called him ineffective and weak and repeated all these things that really make no sense if he'd known. He would recuse himself. He would not. You know, it's just. I encourage you to watch some of that, or see his tweet or whatever. Uh, Donald Trump. It's really a the I would say most in-your-face form of bullying that Donald Trump does, and it's funny with all the things that Jeff Sessions stands for that I'm in opposition of. It just. You know, it's funny how Donald Trump can get you to feel sorry for Jeff Sessions. Well, as we come back, I want to have a little fun with this. You know, I was talking about Jeff Sessions and Saturday Night Live, and they do a great job of poking fun at Trump and his associates. Uh, Humor is necessary, and clear thought is essential. So let's have some fun. So just in between the last segment and this, it has been reported that the... um, Justice Department has more charges against the Trump Organization and the Trump Foundation, and principals in those or, you know organizations probably Donald and Eric. So, the trouble seems to continue to deepen. I talked about the juror that just didn't believe that uh, Manafort or his uh, aide Gates was credible, and so they tossed out anything to do with him, but the enormous paper trail is what got him. So let's hope that everything can be made clear, and as soon as possible, you know, I'd love to see the Robert Mueller investigation close, but the more they pretend or say there's no collusion, the closer it's getting to understanding some of these Russian connections. So there I was this week, and I went to the local hospital. I've talked about their lecturers by their mental health staff. And this one was about bullying, and it was presented by a new psychiatrist they've employed at the hospital. I'm not sure what she'll do yet, but she came from institutions where the criminally insane are housed, And, you know, they're mass murderers, and somehow they get out of jail. And if I haven't, I'll mention a story of mine of a killer in prison going for a mental competency hearing. I mean, they do that. They say, hey, I killed people. I'm crazy. I mean, who's going to disagree with that? So her show, her presentation was on bullying and I think it's a personal issue with with her because she, like I, along with Dr. Roger Gurin, who's the executive director of mental health services there at the hospital, has been through bullying and it's a painful. But what they started with was, you know, she gave me some information I didn't know. She said that people who are bullied, they have studies, I guess, I hope, share certain traits like they don't understand social cues and there's some things they just can't understand. And then she talked about the psychopaths that are bullies. So, but that's on this Asperger spectrum that has autism and different things like that on it. And, and, you know, as far as I understand it all, it is a big spectrum that swings all the way up through narcissism. And then to the psychopathy, psychopathy, whatever they call it. Because a sociopath is someone who's got damaged along the way and lost their empathy. And a psychopath is just a genetic freak that has no qualms about killing. So it just seemed smart to me to be able to assess these things. You, you have to look. You have to have a keen discernment for what's actually happening. So today, and all this week, you know, today I saw a whole new crop of political strategists on TV. I guess they get tired of having the same people on. But the one Republican strategist, he just reminded me of a spin guru, because he just talks about certain things that aren't really the point that is the point which is all this behavior is going on and Republicans still support Donald Trump and won't speak out against. I mean, we left normal so long ago. Normal is gone. And here we are in this place that's it's hard to cope with, hence upholding matters. This nation is not free of eminent peril due to this man, Donald Trump, that the country elected? And a while back, I, I got a chocolate wrapper, they're neat, you open it up and there's a little quote in there, and I thought about my friend Jack that was murdered, and this one said, a faithful friend is a strong defense. So when you lose someone like that that's got your back, it hurts. You need strong friends and you need strong defense, and that just can't hurt you in life. Well. Out of this seminar came some more information from the doctor who gave it about bullying and basically asking parents not to name their kids ridiculous things. So today in the news is this guy, David Pecker. And that's a little bit funny because... At least his name is David. I told my boys I I knew two men in life that one was Boyle, like Peter Boyle, and the other was Short. And they were both named Richard, which is the, you know, short for Dick Short or Dick Boyle. And so that's what this doctor was saying. Don't do that to your kids. Don't give them names that are going to cause them to be picked on and bullied. But... Donald Trump lost his friend, this David Pecker, who's the publisher of a big media empire that has part of the National Enquirer. And that was uh, also in the news tonight, that there's this safe that they kept from different celebrities, not only Donald Trump, but all the other uh, secrets they kept on other celebrities to help them, like there was some stuff in there supposedly that they suppressed about Bill Cosby. So the willingness to overlook that and help people evade the truth being told, I guess that's just part of life. You know, we have to watch the messages we send, and of course, there's been so much criticism of media over the last 50 years, even Khrushchev... I think I mentioned this, said that we'll destroy ourselves from within with television. He wasn't a big fan of that. But there I am watching this commercial going, "What? Well, why? It's an Ancestry.com. And the woman, I don't know how you get this from a DNA test, but she found out that her grandpa was a moonshiner and used to evade the law and... My goodness, so she's aspiring to something higher to go back to her moonshine, or law-breaking roots. I get it. That's fun. It's kind of fun. But it's also really sad in a way. I guess it's better than something you could do as a drug or why you would need to drink that stuff. I mean, I guess you can also make a quality product as far as alcohol goes. I know I've certainly left that behind decades ago and I'm better off for it, but I'm not judging. In moderation, everything's fine. It's just so easy to get in the bottle, in the bag. So be careful about that. And that's what I'm saying. How to conduct ourselves, that, that's really the question. How to ensure that our behavior helps this country survive. I watched some things, uh, the Geniuses of the Ancient World on Netflix. I told you about that, maybe. But it's a great show, and they had one on Buddha, Socrates, and Confucius. And in the end, all these guys got to the point where they realized that you're responsible for how you act. And commonly, if you want to have a better world, we don't have to agree on everything huge. But just find what we do agree on, which is that people should treat each other decently, I mean, as you would wish to be treated, and just respect each other for the value that that instills in yourself. Self respect comes from respecting others. And when you respect the greater good and duty, duty to just do your best, this is what all the great thinkers understood, and it's still what we need. Let's respect each other and uphold this great nation. Till next time, I'm David Paul.